Welcome to the Christian Leaders Coaching Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you take your life and leadership to the next level. Whether you need a complete overhaul or simply need some leadership advice, you've come to the right place. And now, your host and coach, Todd Stalker. Hello, everybody. I am Todd Stalker, and this is the Christian Leaders Coaching Podcast. This is episode 96 already. So hard to believe, only four more away from the big Centennial 100. And this is a podcast, if you are new to the podcast, we are a podcast that is dedicated to helping you take your life and leadership to the next level by simply answering questions that you may have about life, about what you do in your job, about maybe ministry if you're in the church world, and everything in between. So today on our episode, we are going to be answering a question from Jessica, and Jessica writes in and says this. She says, hi, Todd, I'm struggling with my leadership style. I have a great team who are all very competent, but lately I feel like they are coming to me for every little decision that has to be made. And then when I do tell them what they should do, they rarely follow through. And then she answers, help! (laughs) Well, Jessica, I'll answer that uh, in a little bit. I do have a a great way to approach leadership that is very different from uh, uh, the situations I've been in the past and leaders that I've worked under as well. And hopefully it will help, help you kind of break that and empower your leadership team to be an effective team and make very competent decisions. But before we get into that content, into that answer, I want to thank our podcast partner, and that is Audible. Audible is a one-stop shop for all of your audio books and resources. And as the weather will be starting to warm up, at least in my neck of the woods, in a couple of months, most the the uh, the people come out of the woodwork with their iPods. And so if you're one of those like me, you're going to want to be having a book on tape or on, remember books on tape? (laughs) Books on digital. And uh, so if you want to sign up for a free 30-day trial, which would include three free audio books, just go to christianleaderscoaching.com slash audible and just type that all in. And that'll take you right over to Audible for that offer. Well, uh, one other announcement before we dive in, too. Um, I am really excited about this week. Uh, if you are in, have followed me and know me, uh, I am a, a pastor. I lead a ministry out here in, in the Twin Cities area. Actually, it's in Hudson, Wisconsin, across the, ri- the river. And once a year, 2,000-plus uh, church-type folks, people working in the church world, Um, various levels gather for a conference in Phoenix called the Best Practices for Ministry Conference. And every year it is such a great time. Not only are the the sessions great, the breakout sessions are great, the keynotes are great, uh, but it's a fun time to be able to get back together with all of these people that I've been in ministry with on various levels from all over the country. And so I see some of them, actually my my college buddies who have gone into ministry, and we look at each other and, and basically say, don't share those stories. <laughs> but it is such a great time. And if you're listening and going to be at, at Phoenix, uh, in Phoenix this, this next week, I'm so looking forward to seeing you. And actually, Kelly and I are giving one of the keynote speeches, which we're very honored to do. Uh, about 3,000 people will be, be there and listening. And so... We're very humbled and honored and sharing our story and about loss and about hope and, and the joy of, of serving. So probably episode number 97 then will be kind of a recap of that conference because, you know, whenever you go to a conference, 
and this is in whatever world you are, the work world, the church work world, whatever it is, whenever you go to a conference, it's always good to take the next day and highlight five or six key takeaways, things that not only you just learned about, but things that you're like, I'm going to put this into practice because this was so, so good. So that is my week this week, and I'm looking forward to some warm weather. All right. Jessica, let me give you a little bit of help. Again, just to recap, uh, you are struggling with uh, your leadership style. Uh, you have a great team, but all of a sudden now they're they're asking you to come and, and make all these decisions for them in their in their work, in their ministry. So you need a little bit of help. Well, I'll tell you, first of all, Jessica, I know exactly where you're coming from. It's very common as a leader, uh, especially if you're a new leader. And Jessica, I don't know you, so I don't know if you're new in, in the leadership world or, or this is this is uh, you're a veteran. But in leadership with new leaders, uh, one of the things that employees do is they see us in a leadership role as the go-to person often because just naturally you're ahead of them, if you will. You're ab- above them on the on the chain, and, and they don't want to do anything wrong or, or, or depending on the level and, and are a little bit gun-shy to pull the trigger. Uh, and so they come to you for – they start coming to you for everything. You know, for example, do you think I should use white paper or yellow paper? And then what we do is, because we're the leader, we have an opinion. We say, well, I like white. And then they go off and they either use white paper or they forget to use what you say or whatever. But once you start answering their questions, every single question that they have, and giving them your opinions and what they should be doing, you don't become a leader. You become a boss, you become the person that they come to then for everything. And I don't know if that's what you have been doing, Jessica, but they feel like we're the ones that have all the answers. And so they just, the easy way is just to come to us. Uh, and so, listen, you don't want to be a boss. You want to be a leader. And if you know leadership, leaders serve. Leaders want their employees to thrive and to come alive in what they're doing. And so I've been in leadership for more than 20 plus years, and I have only recently discovered a way of leading that is my leading way of leading. I hope that makes sense. It means when I go into a leadership situation, this is the way that I first approach whatever is being presented to me. Uh, And it is called coaching. Now, obviously, the name of our podcast is Christian Leaders Coaching. And the reason I named the podcast that and really my my uh, the, the whole website and everything that I do, Christian Leaders Coaching, is because I believe so much in the skill of coaching. I believe that it is the most powerful way for you as a leader to lead. And I'm not holding back on that. This isn't hyperbole. I have seen over and over, and and again, I just learned this skill the last couple of years and have been implementing it with my team and actually even my family and kids and and people that I interact with. But I believe being a coach is a skill set that every single leader absolutely needs to have in their tool belt. Not, you know, there are times when you use other kinds of skills in leadership, obviously, but you have to have the mindset of being a coach. Now, here's the problem. You hear that t- that term now in the business world, actually from the last five, maybe 10 years of being a coach. And as I dive in and I diagnose and I see coaches and what they do as coaching, what they really are, they're, they're not actually coaching. 
when they call themselves a coach, what they end up doing is giving advice and they give strategies and they give things that a person should do. That's not coaching. Coaching helps people realize a change is needed because of either pain or pleasure. That's really the two things that motivate us to do anything. And then, and this is key, then helps the person set up, implement, and evaluate a plan for change. So coaching isn't something that I answer for the person. I am simply there to help the person discover the next best step toward overcoming an obstacle or moving a ministry forward or a, a business plan forward or even a total organization forward. A couple of years ago, I did a, a, a strategy session for a church, and it was just a great time. And I basically used a, a coach approach, as I call it, to our strategy session where I allowed them to explore possibilities and them to reflect back and forth. And, and then at the end, they, there were a couple of courses of action that they came up with that I didn't say would be the best way. And so a coach approach helps people realize the change is needed and then helps the person set up, implement, and evaluate a plan for change. And if you're a leader, Jessica, this, this would be good for you. Uh, in, in your situation, you're leading, uh, for what, from what I remember you telling me, many different types of ministry. And so you are overseeing uh, several different arms of ministry, and, and you're not an expert in any of them. Well, one of them I, I know you are, but you're not an expert in the other ones. And so the beauty of coaching is you don't have to be an expert. For me, with children's ministry, I am not an expert in children's ministry. I, I don't know all the ins and outs of children's ministry. I don't, I don't know what that all is. But with coaching, you don't have to be the expert. You're simply asking questions to help your employee or the person you're leading discover what's already in them in terms of an answer. I believe the Holy Spirit puts that in us as, as leaders uh, and, and as, as employees that, um, based on experience. Um, so coach approach is the best way to go. Um, I always say that if I just simply teach, I inform. But if I ask, I transform. So if I just teach and give information, that's just information. But if I ask, I transform. That's what Jesus did, actually. The number one way that he taught people was to ask questions. What do you think? How do you see this? That's what he kept saying. So coaching is basically a facilitated monologue, okay? And I know I'm talking a lot about definitions, but this is really, it's, it's key because it doesn't, coaching is different from mentoring and counseling. So um, let me talk about that a little bit. So coaching is not counseling. Counseling, basically, if you think of a person's life, normal life situation as zero, counseling brings a person from negative 10 back to zero. So if a person is depressed or their life is just falling apart, Counseling helps give them strategies to get back to zero. Coaching then takes a person from normal, if you will, to a higher level of success. Counseling deals with emotional difficulties while coaching deals with the desire to move forward. Counseling focuses on the past and uses a word that I just just want you to expunge from your vocabulary, (laughs) and that word is why. That's what counseling uses. Why did you do that? Why this? Coaching focuses on the present and the future and asks what and how. I could do a whole podcast on that because there, you can ask a seemingly why question without using the word why. You just 
ask what? <laughs> well, I'll tell you as long as we're talking about it. Basically, instead of, of saying, why did you yell at your employee? I would say, what was the outcome of you yelling at your employee? See the difference? It doesn't force the person, the person to look back on what they did, but it forces them to see what the outcome was, which sets up a way of changing future behavior. So coaching isn't counseling. It's also not mentoring and mentoring, consulting, advising, or discipling. And this is where a lot of people are calling themselves coaches when they're not coaching. It's they're just mentoring. They're consulting and discipling. So mentoring offers solutions where coaching draws out solutions. There's a Bible verse. Um, uh, prior, let's see if I can find it. It is uh, Proverbs 20, verse 5. The, pur- the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. So the purpose of people's lives and hearts and answers are, are, are in a deep well, and we as coaches, or me as a leader coach, simply ask questions to help draw that out. So a mentor uh, is focused on telling and advising. A coach is, ask, is focused on asking and supporting. A mentor is, is more of a directive role, meaning do this, do this. A coaching is more of a partnership. And there are times when you come in and you do give answers to uh, a situation that one of your employees, Jessica, might be struggling with. Uh, but I always start with the coach approach. And I'll talk about this uh, in, in a little bit. Uh, you know what? Actually, I hope this is okay. As I'm going through this, I think I'm going to break this topic into two sessions because I really want to get into two models that I use for coaching constantly. And I don't think I'm going to have enough time on, uh, I try and keep our podcasts within 20, 25 minutes. So I'm going to split this up. So today I'm going to be talking more about the definition of coaching, what it is and what it isn't. And and then next time, I'll get into the two models that I use. That sounds good. I'll do that. <laughs> Nothing like making an executive decision on the fly. Uh, so, um, so hopefully you can see the difference between coaching and mentoring. Mentoring again, like I said, is is telling act. You know, based on my oh, I used to do this in this other this, in this other work situation. This is how you lead your team. Why don't you try this kind of thing? That is not a coach approach, although it can be part of a coaching process with your employee. Okay, so coaching has three key words that you want to keep in mind as you're approaching as an employee comes to you. So let's let's do a little role play here, or not a role play, but just a scenario. Let's say you have a person who oversees children's ministry. And again, if you're in the business world, which I know many of you are, think of a, an employee that oversees, uh, you know, maybe operations for one of your departments or oversees uh, um, people in a retail area. I don't know, what it, whatever it is. And they come to you with a question or with a, a, a problem and, and they want it solved. So there are three key words that you should really think about and really focus on. The first word is questions. That's kind of what coaching is, is it's asking a series of questions and you basically become a mirror. When you ask a person a question, it, and especially if they're asked correctly, it focuses the person to look at themselves. So it focuses inward. So you as a coach, as, an, as a leader coach, are just asking questions to become a mirror so that they can get a different perspective on what they're already thinking about. So questions is a key word. 
the second word is curiosity. And I this this one I absolutely love because oftentimes we just fly through conversations uh, even as a leader because we're all busy and we just want to get the conversation done. And so if somebody says something that's a little controversial or if somebody says something that you know if you started digging into it uh, or, or ask them why, don't do that. But if you did, that it would take a longer, longer conversation. But the word curiosity helps you kind of slow down a little bit internally and just simply get the person to say the same thing, but maybe think about what they say. So let's say, again, the children's ministry person comes in and she says, I have one teacher who just, does, just doesn't connect with the kids well. And then the person, your children's ministry person, might continue on in the conversation. So I would say, wait, wait, wait. I'm curious, what does that look like? And so then your children's ministry person would say, well, she doesn't read correctly to the kids and she doesn't have eye contact and she doesn't, doesn't stop and talk to them on their level. And so, and so immediately there's a whole list of things that the children's ministry person is coming up with that could be potential problem areas that then that person can address directly. See how that works? Uh, or let's say it's a, a worship leader, or actually, let me use a business situation. Let's say it's a secretary, and you're, you're or an administrative assistant, and you're working with this person, and your administrative administrative person comes to you and complains about the other secretary who never gets her work done, and, and so you would stop her and say, "Well, I'm I'm curious. What do you mean by never gets her work done?" See how that forces then your administrative assistant to go into d- certain details. Uh, then she could say something like, well, she starts a project and never finishes it. She's never completes a conversation in, that leads to a solution. And you, 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 see, you see what I'm saying, hopefully, is that it dives you, the word curious dives you into a different level of conversation. I love what uh, Walt Disney company actually says they they and i'm not sure if walt disney said it or if it's just the company motto but they say around here however we don't look backwards for very long we keep moving forward opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths isn't that great love that quote so again the three words oh and by the way these are all on my Every podcast has a podcast uh, show notes. So just go to christianleaderscoaching.com slash 096, and it'll have a lot of these, a lot of the show notes here. So again, the three keywords are questions, curiosity, and then the last one is silence. Silence. You know, the skill of listening, a lot of people talk about, is really the skill of being silent. I've learned over the years, and I like to fill space, as you can tell in my podcast. I, I just don't like silence on the, on the podcast. But when I'm coaching my, my staff or coaching uh, somebody in the, the business world, silence is a very powerful thing. So when you are talking to somebody and you ask a powerful question and, and there's silence after it, it's not uncomfortable for the person that you ask the question to. Let me say that again. It isn't as uncomfortable for the person you ask the question to as it is for you. In that silence, I believe the Holy Spirit is working. And so especially if they look up, that means they're thinking about the answer to the question that you have asked. 
So silence is a very, very powerful thing. Silence means that you have got them thinking and, and processing on a whole different level than they're used to. Because if they knew the answer right off the bat, they would just give it to you. So silence is very good. And, and actually, silence and or the word silent and listen are both spelled with the same letters. Actually, that was on the podcast number 95. <laughs> so uh, the, the sign of a good coach is a scarred tongue. You just have to hold your tongue. Don't look for the opportunity to jump in or to correct them. Only ask one question at a time, and that'll get the person thinking. Okay? So uh, just kind of as a recap, coaching is the process of helping a person identify a need uh, helps them set up and implement evaluate and evaluate a plan for change you don't have to be the expert uh, as a leader uh, and Jessica um, when they do come to you and they want your answer instead of or want a solution to their problem instead of just jumping in and saying this is what you need to do ask a couple of questions draw out solutions maybe ask something like if you were coaching your if you were to tell yourself the answer what would it be i know it sounds really strange but it's amazing how many times a person says well this is what it would be and then we'll go do that right uh, so coaching always starts with asking questions and not giving answers Next week, I'm going to be talking about two, two models. One is a model and one is a series of questions that I constantly use. And that will give you some of the, the tools, the actual uh, tools on how to be a coach and, and what you need to ask to help your employee, Jessica, and the rest of you lead in, in a way that is powerful and strategic and accomplishes a lot more than if you were just to give them a simple answer. Well, hopefully that has been helpful for you. I love coaching. I Again, I think this is the way to go. And, and it takes so much pressure off of you as a leader and it empowers your people. And I know as leaders, that's what our, one of our calls is, is to empower our people to be better. Uh, so I, I'd love to have you give you, me a rating and review in iTunes. If you do, again, I will send out a free PDF of my latest book, Anchored. And uh, you also join the Christian Leaders Coaching uh, Facebook group. I put a little, um, haven't been as active as I want to be on there, but you could actually even, if you are part of that group, you can ask a question directly there and that could make it on the podcast. So again, I am thankful for you. You are why I do this podcast every week because I want to add value to your life through some online coaching. So hopefully I'm doing that for you. Again, thanks for listening. Remember, God's not done with you yet, so now is the time to live better so you can lead better. Peace. Peace.